A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Runswell Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today, we're speaking with Michael Panheisen about what it's like to take part in the Barclay Marathons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? The inevitable, we've absolutely got straight in on the uh, the Barclays, despite, you know, trying to be cool about it. It's fascinating. So, oh, we, was, uh, mate, we, were, we, were, we were giddy about it last week, weren't we? I feel like we were like, yeah, like doing a lot of watching on Twitter and sort of, you know, uh, theorizing. Yeah, I, think, I, and I, I genuinely think that's part of it. Um, yes, lack of information makes it more enticing in this day and age where everything's immediately available so perhaps that's you know credit to their slick marketing team uh, at the Barclay which is exactly what they're famous for Um, (laughs) but yeah I I, I, it's definitely there's there's that element to it not a a dot to watch or anything there's just there's just there's just some some sounding out on the internet uh, here and there about what might be happening but um, a lot of fake news at the Barclay isn't there Um, yeah there is and a lot of you know a lot of interesting stuff quite sort of I don't know controversial interesting it's 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 a race that sort of is delivering all sorts of stuff but yeah to to speak to um uh Michael Mikel Michele I think it's uh, Mikel but he was he was good Mikhail. enough to allow me to call him Michael um let's call him he's, Michael he's a, he's a Dutch journalist and ultra and he's run the Barkley five times so that's like that's a lot um it's it's an, it's an interesting standpoint to meet someone who's done it five times has also written a book about it and um this was the first thing that they ever did yeah yeah she's wild yeah it's wild isn't it um Right, for anyone who doesn't know much about Barclay, I'm no I'm no expert, but just very quickly, it's probably the race, the hardest ultramarathon in the world, I'd say. M- most I years, mean, no one finishes. Uh, sh- let's say that. I- I'm sort of wary about these sorts of things. I know you mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's uh, it's a very, it's a it's a famously difficult race. Yeah, in Tennessee, in a Frozen Head uh, State Park, I think is where it is. Um, loads of climbing, loads of rumours about what makes it so difficult. Um, you've got to do it in 60 hours, and it's roughly... 100 miles um and this year was amazing wasn't it because i think for the second time in its history there were yep. three finishes which is almost unprecedented that's like an absolute bumper crop i think what piqued our interest as well is that um we've spoken to damien a, f- a good few times on here and in just in life in general and we've talked about the barclays before and he's always been keen so it was very it was great to see him out there um and that 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 really um kind of think piqued our interest obviously jasmine we've spoken to too and that was uh, uh yeah just it was nice to sort of cheer on cheer on people that you yeah. know so, some british yeah. interest, isn't there yeah so like yeah, yeah damien hall what fifth loop and then no i think he got lost or something or fell asleep and then um yeah jasmine paris loop four so it's kind of uh yeah you know what i i, I really think 
if Damien goes back, I really think he can he can do it, and I think Jasmine Paris can can do it as well, and that would be I oh, I'd be I'd be even more excited by the race if there was like you know some more British finishes. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be amazing for sure. Um, right, so look, should we get on? We'll get out our, um, our our guest of the week and talk some more about the Barkley Marathons. Guest of the week, here in the studio. Guest of the week, sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete, could be a physio, or a complete unknown. Okay, so our guest this week is author and ultra runner Michael Panheisen. Michael has competed in multiple Barkley marathons and has a book in the spell of the Barkley which is available to order now so Michael welcome to the podcast and also tell us how you first got involved in this crazy race yeah it's a very funny story at all uh, there is no website or uh, any other um, trustworthy information let's say online about about, uh, about this race uh, and uh, I I just knew about this race for the first time when when someone uh, a Belgian runner put it put who was participating in a previous year uh, explained about this race on his personal uh, web blog. It was at the time it was about 2010 when I remember well, and um, he was. Uh, describing a very weird event in which you had to ride a ladder like 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 applying for a job uh, to participate uh, at first and um, when you are allowed to participate at this race um, uh, the start uh, was given by lighting a cigarette uh, instead of uh, uh, shooting a pistol or a uh, there were some very weird, um, particular, uh, extraordinary, strange for me uh, um, things happening at that race. And uh, um, uh, in the, re- the the description about the race that that I read from this runner, he he said there was in 2009 there was one finisher, and so one finisher and it was like the 10th or the 11th finisher at that time in the history of the race and and these kind of elements were so so strange for me and really put my attention on this race so um for me and at that at that moment running was just something like 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 participate maybe something like 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 a marathon or a half marathon or 10 kilometers race or uh, i don't know some sprint races and olympic games and I never heard about something so strange like this. And this this drew my attention, and and this is why I was diving into it. Yeah. How did you get then from reading this uh, this talking to your friend about this strange race to the start line? Because that's a uh, you know that's often I think that lots of people who've been watching or following it this weekend will have, will have the same thoughts. Will just be like, well, that's something I'd like to do. How did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, this was a kind of a story. In, like, like I said, in 2010, I, I got in contact for the first time with, uh, with, just, with the concept of the race. So I knew there was something called Barkley or that a runner said to me that there was something called Barkley, but I couldn't find any proof if, for example, if he had been there really 
you know, like maybe this is just a fake race and this doesn't exist at all. So already in 2010, if it's not on the internet, it's not there, you know, like this was in my mind. So I started to do some research and couldn't find anything about the race until I uh, found uh, one website from someone who did it before. Uh, he's called um, Matt Mahoney. It's a, uh, a dentist from Florida, when I remember well. Or I've, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what what he's doing. Here. And he's giving a description of uh, um, almost all of the races that all of the editions in history. <clears throat> from the start in 1986 and um, uh, there's a lot of race reports uh, that you can find on this website and he was also talking about one uh, particular book it's a book from at um, uh, Ferto, Frozen at Ferto it's called uh, Tales from Out There <clears throat> and uh, I could order the book. I managed to get the book uh, because I was really interested in, like, in finding any uh, small part of, of information about this race. And in the book, I found an email address of Frozenet of, about of, from the author. And I got in contact in this way, and then I he he was very excited about my you know like about me looking for him and and looking for information, and then I made a telephone call because he gave me a telephone number. So I called him in Colorado at that time. Uh, the the call was so was so full of enthusiasm, and it was so 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 lively. I was so close to the Barclay at that time that that he, there was this very strange feeling almost love let's say for this race and 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 he just said frozen had said to me the race is in three weeks make he called me make why why don't you just come over and visit the race and so i said no it's a lot of money and i have to organize this race uh, my my life and uh, it was only, you know, like not for participating at the race, but to to visit the race. And so that night I was in my bed, and I, of course, I couldn't sleep. And in the end, uh, one day later, I, I I had a coffee at my breakfast, and uh, my wife said, uh, "Mick, I think you have to go." <laughs> <laughs> so I I I bought a ticket and one hour later I could send at an email that uh, I will see you in three weeks. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! Uh, during this race weekend, uh, all the people over there asked me, "Who is this guy from the Netherlands, from Europe? What is he doing here? He's not even participating. He's not even an ultra runner. I'd never run an ultra in my life at that time." And it captured me so much that that okay, I was it was it started it yeah, started, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so so slowly I got in like it's like a virus. I got trapped and I was into it and 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 of course then then some months later or when it's time for doing all the procedures. I could manage pretty easy, uh, you know, like I, they just told me the entry procedures because um, 
uh, I was one of them, let's say. So it looks it looked like a normal something normal to happen that I I went to the Barclay. So it was not that I always said it's not that I choose the Barclay, but the Barclay chose me. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And, and and that first year then, so you're, you're there, right? And you're not a particularly experienced ultra on at that point. No. Um, how on earth does it go? How's that? What's that first year like? Um, what do you learn about the Barclay? Um, and how do you feel when you presumably don't finish like everyone else? <laughs> yeah, no, what, what, what normally happens if you are a virgin, let's say they call it a virgin. If you if you are participating for the first time, you, you're called a virgin. And the ones who participated you know, like it the second or third or more times, <clears throat> they are called veterans. This is a typical Barclay thing, you know, like this virgins and veterans. And most of the... the um, uh, virgins, at least at the time that I was participating as a virgin, they are just looking for a veteran around them and at the start, and they try to follow him. This is what they, but it, there's, it, ha, it has some risk in it because if you follow this veteran who more or less knows how to go and where to go, uh, this is not always like the case because some veterans also got lost in the forest. Uh, but if you are running for, a, let's say, three or four hours in the forest and you didn't look at your map because you're following this guy ahead or this woman ahead of you, then if you go, for example, for a pee or you stop or you, I don't know, you lose the group or you lose the veteran, then you are stuck in the forest and you don't have a clue where you are. Even if you have a map, you have no clue where you are. You're somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And these are very, these are things that happen <laughs> in every Barclay edition. And, and okay, this is what didn't happen to me, but I, I followed uh, Ed Frozenhead. It was the, the guy with whom I had all this contact and who, let's say, um, made it possible for me also to, to go there. And I tried to follow him and... Uh, the first loop, uh, this was okay. I mean, I could I could follow him, and then, but I was a bit quicker than than at in the in the interloopal period, which is called the the period in between the two loops, before you start your second loop. And uh, he just said, "Make go, 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 go on your own." But then it was at night, and uh, so I was there on my own in the second loop in in nighttime, and. Uh, I was so scared. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it's it's like it's like the image that it's created around it. You know, like it's just a forest; and nothing happens. But 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 um, okay. You mean if you have no GPS at these times and you're in in a dark forest and uh, and there is this myth around, uh, you know, like this race that everyone is getting lost, then then you really feel scared and. <laughs> You know, like every owl, owl you hear, every uh, bird, that it's like it's like like something very strange to happen for you. Yeah, yeah. So that was was that was it, it was sort of did you did you manage to do two loops the first time or was it was that was that the end? No, of it no. I I uh, in the end, um, uh, Ed caught me in, in between the first and second book, I think. So after some time. And I stayed with him again, the second loop, and this part of the second loop. And uh, I, I never run for more than 
50 or 60 kilometers, I think, before I started there. It was just, you know, like to, I, I started because I, I really wanted to experiment this. And, but I didn't know, I didn't have a clue about what it is to run ultras. And so after 20, 24 hours, I started really getting very tired, very tired, very, very, very tired. And I just didn't know how to handle this. And I said, okay, now I cannot go on anymore. And relatively at a easy point, I said, uh, I just quit. I've, it's been enough. So, and this is because I didn't have any experience what it really means to to go so far, so deep, uh, because I didn't have done any really ultra race before. Because only after this, I learned a little bit what it means to do this ultra running and, you know, like to go to this limit. This is an interesting point, you know, like after 24 hours, 30 hours, you get to this point where everything hurts and you're very hungry and your stomach is upset and you know like you're you turn inside out and you're very in a very bad shape or in a very bad situation in a very bad place like Jared Campbell said sometimes and uh, that that's the point where you have to try to find a way to go on and and this is a struggle this is a mental struggle mainly a mental struggle it's not physical okay it hurts but this is normal after about 24 hours of running you know like it hurts everything hurts and nothing new but but if you want to finish i mean the race takes 50 hours at least i think uh, course record is 52 hours so if you need at least you need more than 2 days you know, like to go on and it's not finished after one day you know, there are more races that I was going on for four or five days and you know like it hurt everything hurts after one day or one night and it hurts even more after two nights and it hurts even more after three nights but if you have to go on still two nights and two days well you only get to the finish if you go on <laughs> And this is what this is the process that you have to learn. And I was in the beginning of this of this stage, let's say, in my in my first Barclay. Yeah. I think it's amazing that that was like your entry into the ultra world. That, that like I agree. Most it's incredible, people it? who get into ultras is they've done maybe <laughs> maybe they've done four or five marathons, and the then they, and they choose they choose like <laughs> the fifty k race is the next first step in because you yeah. know it's just that little bit further yeah. than the marathon and they keep it local to there where they where they live they don't want to they don't <laughs> want to travel too far and you went straight in with the hardest. <laughs> Yeah, but it it was more like it it was this story, you know. Like it's it's not for me. It was not the uh, I was not going to do an ultra run. I was going to do the Barkley, and the Barkley was okay. an ultra run. But I, you know, like if people know how to finish a, a a marathon and and they have this experience, and they are just looking for some more challenge or they are bored. I don't know why why people go from the marathon to an ultra marathon. I really don't know. But for me, it was, I, I didn't give, uh, I, 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 for me, it was not so important that it was ultra. It was, the, 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 it was this strange mystery with very, that was the legend. Yes, I was, even if it was, it would have been like, like, like just no marathon. I, 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 I would have go for I would have gone for it. I think, you know, like it was this, I mean, that it was ultra. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> good, but <laughs> this was not the thing what I was doing. But it brought me, it brought me finally into this ultra because I I learned that what in like what what ultra started to mean for me after the races I run after 2012. It, it was three or four more Barclays. I, I in the end I made five Barclays and never finished. But but all the races, what, what what happened there is that I I I came into this um let's say area part in your mind part in your brain which is called ultra and ultra is for me became the area inside yourself which is beyond comfort beyond this is nice or uh, it is all like uh, suffering or, or testing yourself or pushing yourself and and i found this a very interesting um terrain let's say in myself to discover and to find out who I am. I mean, this is also kind of the why you do such things. And um, uh, so let's say I describe it mostly that the Barclay brought me into this ultra terrain territory. And uh, because I wanted to to train myself to, to become a better Barclay runner, I started to do ultras. That's that's really interesting because I think that's the promise of yeah a race like this that that is you know is, I think there's a t-shirt that's something like meaningless suffering without a point yeah yeah actually yeah, yeah. I think yeah I think what you say and what I hope is true with something like Barclay is that you take this on and you become a different person as a result it teaches you something about yourself hopefully a more resourceful yeah person yeah um how did it change you what I mean what to have this ultra mindset how is that how is that in any way useful in in kind of non Barclay life um <clears throat> i can give some examples for example if i take if i have to take some train or a bus and uh i you know i i know that um uh i'm pretty late you know like this is mostly in my unorganized life that um i always have to run to take the train you know like, and uh when i'm with someone else normally the people around me say no oh make we're going to not we're going to we're not going to make it because oof, we're so close. We're going to miss the train or we're going to miss, miss the metro or whatever. You know, like we're going to miss it. And I say, no, 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 no. Still, if we have a chance, you know, to, to get there, we will run until the last moment. You know, like, so half of the time I see, you know, like the back part of the train going and I'm, I'm lost and I lost the race. And uh, but half of the time I just catch it in time, you know, like in the last second. And, and, and this is one of the things, you know, like you learn if you if you if you do this kind of, uh, you know, like if you, if you are in this training, you know, like go on, go on, just go on. If you can just go on, don't let someone else say that it's not possible. Just see it with your own eyes. And if it's proven not to be possible, okay, then it's not possible, but you tried everything you could. So this try everything you can is one of the things you can learn, let's say from this ultra. And the other is, uh, for example, uh, if you one of the part the training part is not physical but it's uh, mental and mental the mental training part is if you say it in an easy way is just doing in your normal in your ordinary life so not not with your running gear on but just just with you know normal clothes going to your work going to see friends going to see your family doing the, doing your life living your life is that if you meet some things uh, if if there are happening some things around you that you don't like, 
just see it as a training. You know, if you have to talk to a colleague which is not your favorite person, just try to be you know, like good with him or her or just try to communicate with him or her and not already before you have contact say no no i don't like it because i i, I really don't like this person so in this way is it this is also like training you know like something deep inside tells you no 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 not contact with this person and you force yourself to be you know like to have a nice conversation with this person so this is another thing you know like which which is good training on one part and if you do this from time to time, it also makes you a nice person around you. Uh, the other thing is, if you don't like, this is a very classical uh, uh, example, if you don't like to do the dishes and you don't have a, like such a machine who does the dishes for you, you just you just go there and and you know you see all this dirty stuff from the night before and you're just gonna clean it. You like and you say, ah, I don't like it. I don't want this. I don't want to do it. And you just do it. And you do it because you don't want to do it. You know, like so you if you see the training to do to clean all this rubbish to clean all this shit from others around you if you see this as a training uh a it's good for you you know like because you you train your mind and on the other way it affects you you know like because you become a different person for your for the people around mm. you this is the runner's world podcast Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, it, it sort of it t touches upon your book. There's a chapter of the uh, six lessons learned from the finishers, and I think you've touched on one of them. Become yes. a human machine. I think with the dishes is is a good one. Yes. Um, but and you sort of talk about yeah. uh, dare to jump into the deep and become a uh, fear is part and parcel of it, and you've got to stay humble. I think staying humble is quite an interesting one because I guess is and uh, the ego that perhaps people assume comes with that race is is probably what would stop a lot of people from finishing yeah i think i think this is um if if you if you look at uh, the persons who who in history who who have who who finished the race they well especially one for me one my, my favorite one is is jared campbell from the american guy in from utah 
and he's for me he's an extremely good uh, athlete and but if you go and run for example together with him i'm i'm just you know like a normal guy i'm not one of the elite runners uh, but um, uh, Jared, if, if 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 he meets me or if I meet Jared, he will ask me for how how are you doing? How are you running? How how is stuff going? So he's he's putting himself himself on the same position on the same level as I am, and uh, he's not he's not behaving like like a superhero. He is a superhero, but he's not behaving like this, and this makes him very accessible. I think. This is for for outsiders, but it's also uh, um, it it makes this is this is the type of of persons or personalities that that have a good chance in in the in this race in this particular race, like 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 you said that some people are are blocked by their own egos, you know, like they they yeah it's. The, the, the Barkley is so strong, it will break any ego. So only if you have no ego to break, maybe <laughs> you got a chance. You, you got yeah. a chance. <laughs> I like that. Can, can we talk about um, like female finishers as well? Because obviously, someone who fits that description, very humble, good runner, would be Jasmine Paris, who I think you know started a four flute this year. Um, I think only second woman to do that. What do you think of her chances of running um, Loop Five? What do you think of her as a runner? And, and I guess more broadly, uh, yeah, like women getting closer to finish to finishing, you know, the toughest ultra marathon in the world. I'm I'm sure for myself. Okay, I cannot be sure, but I think I'm. I think Jasmine makes a very very good chance to. May, maybe some other woman will be, be will be before her, but she will. She has some years, you know, like to go there to go back to the race. And she has a real good chance to to finish this race. She has the right attitude. She's also very humble. She's a very normal, very accessible person. She is not, you know, like telling big stories, even, you know, like about about nothing. But on the other hand, she knows how to perform in such a very strong race. I mean, in if in the you know, what she did in, before in the spine, of course, it's it's amazing. You know, like the way in which she did this. I'm, this is like like, like perfect, and, uh, but also like she's behaving very well uh, in 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 the Barclay because she made uh, two consecutive years uh, this year and uh, the, the previous year in 2022. <clears throat> she made a fun run. I mean, a, a fun run is 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 insane. It's 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 very very well done. I mean, this is. Very few people manage to run a fun run to finish a fun run. So the fun run is uh, like three of the five loops. And uh, this year she even was in time for the, the within the thirty-six hours time limit, so she could on, go on for the fourth loop. Um, in the history of this race, uh, there are only very few finishers that managed to finish in their first or second Barkley. So normally you do some fun runs before and then the third or fourth or fifth time that you participate you 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 manage to to organize yourself so well and, and you need a bit of luck and you know, like you know exactly about what's going on and uh, during this race and you know like then your chances will get better and better to 
to to finish the race. And it's also kind of respect, let's say, for such a cruel and difficult race um, that you give the race some chance to win from you, you know, like to this, yeah, to okay. beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like the, the French guy who won this time, uh, Sanchez, he didn't know probably that it was not done to finish at your first time. <laughs> like he was a virgin and he finished, you know, like, and he, he won even. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is beyond, you know, like, <laughs> this is beyond the yeah. <laughs> limitations. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is not possible. Uh, for, for you, for you, Michael, like what, is there any particular aspect of the Barclay that makes it so difficult? Like, for instance, is it the sheer amount of climbing? Is it the navigation? Is it the legend? Is there, is there, is there something that sets it apart and makes it harder than other races? It's, uh, it's, it seems like it's a 100 miler and the time limit is 60 hours. So it, it looks like, okay, this is a, it's a very... <clears throat> this is this is doable. Let's say you should think let's, from from a distance, but if you look very well uh, with the, the elevation per loop, then it's an extreme lot of elevation in very difficult terrain, and uh, so the time limit of twelve hours for a twenty mile loop, it's it's pretty short. Let's say for one for one uh, loop, it's okay, but for the second loop already many runners get in problem like and and to do three loops within you should do it within 30 hours and not within the 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 allowed 36 hours in like three times 12 hours it's allowed but if you you if you you need this time cushion for the last two loops of six hours it's uh well four five six hours you need you need this extra time cushioning because not you will not be able to do it in the in the last few you know like to, to run these last few loops in in due time. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, to say short, it's it's uh, it's not a lot of time. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a short yeah, time. That's because I think that yeah. probably people think like mm. it's the terrain because you see images of people people being like yeah, shredded yeah, yeah. by the the you know the bushes getting cut it cuts and and like crawling through that or it's the sort of inhospitable surroundings and things like that. But don't underestimate this elevation mm. thing. You know, it's it's not it's you know like it's not running running it's like going as fast as possible but yeah, i mean you cannot the, the, the climbs are so steep you you scrambling yeah, yeah. Do it, yeah. hands yeah. and knees crawling <laughs> yeah 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 and it's just amazing it's great to talk to someone who's actually done it i think it's, it's just, uh, yeah. just to get insight yeah do you have to be a brilliant runner to to finish this race are all the finishers absolutely exceptional runners or do we have people in there who just brought something Barkley just brought out something special in them. Maybe they haven't actually performed brilliantly in other races, but they just they had their greatest day at the Barkley. Is it possible for someone to just transcend kind of what they're it's, otherwise capable of? It's uh, um, when I went the first time to Tennessee to like, like like as a visitor to to visit the race, I saw Brett Money. I think it's his pronunciation of his of this of his name, Brett. Um, uh, winning his first Barkley, and uh, one year later he, he he finished for a second time. Um, he has actual actually the the record of the the course, so he ran the fastest Barkley in history. Um, 
and he is not uh, a runner. He's more like a speed mm. hiker. Okay. And uh, so this is a thing that um, the uh, he's, he's a very strong hiker, let's say. And uh, the the this is a place typically a place where very strong hikers out out hike strong runners. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this sounds strange, but it's a, it's a it's a mix of runners and very strong hikers and. And um, uh, I think also Sanchez, he's uh, he's a runner and a hiker. He's very strong in both of it. And uh, and and this is what you need. So you need more than only running. And uh, I think very many very good, very strong runners are not strong enough in hiking. And uh, and, and and maybe for a runner it sounds a bit strange, but but. Uh, well, I think uh, this, this, the, fa- uh, the fastest time uh, on the 50 kilometer uh, speed, uh, like, like hiking, uh, is three hours and 30 minutes. I, I don't know, I'm not sure, but it's under four hours. So this is faster than the fastest marathon I ever ran. So, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Um, I yeah. think that so the part of the legend of of the whole event is is probably Lazarus Lake, um, and sort of the obviously you mentioned the lighting of the cigarette and and the sort of the the the, the sort of weird things that sort of he brings that he sort of set up as part of the race. What's he? What's it like? You know, um, I think people get an insight to the race via Keith Dunn on Twitter, and that's basically it. Um, and Laz has probably done a few interviews here and there. What's 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 he like on race day? What's he like when you're at the event? Is it is he a cool, collected guy, or is he sort of you know how how what's the sort of how does he how does he steer that ship? Well, Laz is uh, like you say. It's there's no the Barkley is there's no Barkley without Laz. Let's say his character is very 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 important aspect of of this race. Um, uh, when he's in the race, he has two sides. One is the side that, that everyone is seeing or willing to see, which is this strange guy, you know, like, which has all these habits, smoking a lot of cigarettes all the time, uh, smoking at the start. Uh, this, this smoking culture around, this, it's very strange in, in, in this running community. And I think it's a little bit also why he is doing it, you know, like just to be against the normal procedures. And uh, he, a lot of what he's doing is also psychological warfare. You know, like he's not telling you or the runners when they will start until 60 minutes, one hour before the race, he's announcing it, you know, like, so it's very difficult. You, you, most of the runners will not have a good sleep in the night before. Um, He's, he's his command is very strange, sarcastic sometimes. People who are liking this, people, other people, they prefer to be more pampered or like, um, you know, having some positive words from the the race director. But <clears throat> Lash is Lash. He's he's very typical, and he's also but. 
then uh, most people are agree on this that he's playing like this part of it part of it is real and part of it he he's playing it and on the other hand it's it's like playing his character he's also because for him it's also an ultra it's not a young man it's he's about 70 years old so and i think the 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 last week he was staying uh, awake uh, during the first two days and nights of the race so for for imagine that he's also like he's very it's his child it's his baby let's say this race so he's a very good father of the race and he's very concerned about about you know, like everything which happened and also uh he has this emotional part but um you have to dig very deep and to be there and be very attentive if you want to see it he doesn't show it but but sometimes he has to show it you know, like and then then you see also that it's a very emotional man and and yeah he's he has these two sides but okay he he's he's a very good um he plays his role very strong so so yeah, you have to be very close and for a long time with him and then you see like you know, like that he's just a normal man <laughs> like like everyone yeah, was yeah <laughs> Yeah, Michael. Thank, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the podcast and, and shining a, a, a light onto onto this very thank- fascinating, obscure corner of of the running world. Um, and your your book in the spell of the Barclays all um, available for people to to pre order now if they want to get the full scoop on what it's like to uh, to be in thrall to the Barclays. So thank you very very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guest. Michael Panheisen, and to you, of course, for listening. Head over to runnersworld.com slash UK slash podcast offer to get an exclusive podcast listener offer. Oh. I mean, that's incredible. I know, right? You can get three issues for just £5. So go there, runnersworld.com slash UK slash podcast offer. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 